0: Welcome to The Goth and the Sloth. I'm your Sloth Matt.
1: And I'm Luna the Goth.
0: This is the podcast of two friends living a country apart, living our best lives, and doing that thing we do. <laughs> called life <laughs> we decided we take the first part of this podcast to talk about the COVID-19 pandemic how it affects our lives how it affects your lives and how it's destroying the world but then on top of that in the midst of all the COVID-19 massive civil unrest so we're also touching on that as well uh, yep <laughs> basically chronicling uh how regular people lived through 2020 so when people look back on this they can be like You know what? This podcast really gets it, man.
1: (laughs) We get something. I don't know if it's it, but yeah, yeah, we are uh, taking record of what it is like to survive a hopefully once-in-a-lifetime experience.
0: See, you say that, but then they said the last financial collapse was a -a once-in-a-lifetime financial collapse. And that yeah, was only let me, 20 years let ago. Hope.
1: <laughs> let me hope. Please. Oh,
0: gosh. So how you been this week?
1: I'm still kicking. Uh, I mean, that's really the goal, right? Like every week you're like, shall I keep kicking? Yes. Yes, I shall. So here bad. I am. Yeah. Kicking any, it.
0: Any new superpowers?
1: Not yet. I had uh, a scan that involved a nuclear <laughs> injection or at least they took me to the nuclear injection room but the the injection was radioactive Mm -hmm. and um i'm still waiting for my new bodily developments i haven't found them yet but maybe i need to be in a high stress situation before i like grow a tentacle
0: but isn't that the motto of 2020 high stress situation
1: i let's not (laughs) test the gods i would really like to not test the gods (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how are you doing this week
0: oh uh, it's it's been a week been a week we'll get into it but man it's it's been a week
1: Matt's had a week y'all <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: why I'm drinking on today's podcast
2: you
1: no know, you gotta do what you gotta do you know
0: although I'm not drunk yet it's not the uh, episode of do go on where Matt was super drunk
1: oh that was so good <laughs> I love that it was for the American Super Bowl, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's great.
0: But let's dive into it. What's going on in the greater Virginia area?
1: Uh, So, in Virginia, we have uh, 124,779 cases, which is up about 8,000 from last week. So, all of the rates of increase are not as high uh, as last week, but they're still pretty miserable yeah <laughs> our hospitalizations are 9,798 uh so we're up about th- or almost 300 from last week and we have 2,662 deaths which is up about a hundred from last week so i did decide to add one more statistic um it. because they added it to the dashboard Okay, and it's we have eight cases of multi-system inflammatory syndrome in uh, children that MIS. Mm. Um, a summary uh, is the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention CDC is providing background information on several cases of a recently reported multi-system inf- inflammatory syndrome in children, MIS-C associated with the coronavirus disease uh, COVID-19 and they have a whole case definition for what this is and so they're starting to track it so I figured I would relay that information yeah. uh, the thing is is that they don't know yet whether this syndrome is specific to children or if it's also in adults but it just looks different so uh, for now we're counting it in children and I'll see what Information comes up later.
2: Yay! All right.
1: <laughs> More horrible. Uh,
0: in what's that? More horrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, when is there less horror? That's that's not gonna be a thing that we witness. It feels like. Um. Okay. So. On a national level, according to John Hopkins University, we're at 186,000 people. Um. Have died due to the coronavirus, which is horrific. Oof. And according to the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation, so IHME, uh, which has been cited by the White House and state officials, the death toll will more than double by January first, or it could rise to about six hundred. 620,000 if states aggressively ease restrictions and people disregard public health guidance. So if we keep going at the rate we're going, they're predicting about 400,000 people will die.
2: Um,
1: and if we ease up on everything and just go back to normal, about they're predicting about 600,000 people could die. Like, nothing here is good.
0: No, that's all bad. <laughs>
1: all bad um we are with it being the beginning of september we're staring down the barrel of flu season Mm -hmm. so that's scary um but i'm kind of hopeful and probably naively so that with all of the restrictions in place for covid we might not have a horrific flu season maybe
0: I'm I'm with you there because, um, at least in my world, we're not going to have that one asshole that refuses to stay home uh, from work and gets the whole office sick. Yeah. Because we're still that's a good point. 100% from home. So he can just get his family sick and stay away from me and I can be no. fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's just, I mean, no, I don't want you to get sick, but also I don't want anybody else to get sick. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, with people not working in offices as much
0: yeah and i think I mean, um uh, masks... kids are
1: still gonna spit all over each other but yeah
0: but i think with masks <laughs> and the other restrictions we might end up having a quiet knock on wood regular flu season yeah i think i'm gonna be hopeful
1: uh yeah that's the stroke of hope that i'm gonna stick in to today's <laughs> podcast <laughs> uh hold on to it guys <laughs> Alright, what about Denver? What's going on in Colorado?
0: Not as bad as you apparently. <laughs> <So I realize laughs> that's that, good. I think you guys have double the cases that we have. Because we're at uh, fifty eight thousand six hundred and fifty-five cases. Um, which is up know, wow, another two thousand, so that's the third or fourth straight week at two thousand.
1: Oh well that's nice.
0: So we're not going we're not going up, but we're not going down either. <laughs> it's hmm. it's steady. Um and 7,125 hospitalizations, which is up 180, which is also not good. But the good news is we're at 1,866 deaths. The good news of that is it's only up 23 week to week, which is another all-time low since we've started this podcast.
1: Oh, wow. That's really good.
0: So people are still getting sick, but they're able to get treated, I think is the moral of that story.
1: Okay. I'm here for it, yeah, let's do more of that,
0: <laughs> so I'll we'll go for that in local news. um I mentioned a couple podcasts ago about Colorado College and how they had to sequester people in a dorm, yeah, yeah, they decided to just have online classes only now,
1: <laughs> yeah, but it was in the writing was on the wall writings so... on the wall for all of these places, like, yeah, it, it sucks, but it's kind of where we're at,
0: yep. And uh another one is uh Bandamere Speedway had a big old uh protest about uh, state restrictions and
1: I saw that. Uh
0: and I uh, I went into the comments and
1: What? Oh, wha- okay.
0: Y- All right. And uh yeah, the first one already made me stop looking any further. But
1: <laughs> okay, so you learned your lesson.
0: <laughs> but it's something along the lines of why do any protests that go against the 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 okay ideal become germ factories? Okay. And I'm just like, I didn't answer because that doesn't help anything. You just it doesn't help just anything. Just walk Nobody away. Nobody
1: is there to learn on social media.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's like you do not understand one. Every protest I've been to for Black Lives Matter, it's been 100% masks as much as humanly possible. Two, do you not understand the difference between protesting systematic uh, racism and police violence and a police abuse against, I want to see cars go fast. <laughs> there's, there's a The difference. answer is no,
1: <laughs> they don't see that difference. They just said it. <laughs> Oh boy. So
0: that's that's Colorado for you right now. So what's going on uh, in Luna's world?
1: Um other than radioactive goo. Yeah. Uh I my little spinach plant baby is is growing yeah. and that makes me happy. Um and I also almost killed my Thai basil, but I revived it.
2: Nice. Yeah, all right.
1: Like it's my fault it almost died, but it's also my fault that it lived. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, you gotta you gotta learn. You're gonna make a few mistakes.
2: Yeah. That I think yeah. you it.
1: Um, but other than that, not really much. Like you know, I had that test, so that was kind of my my week. I mm-hmm. um, was dealing with that stuff. My partner was in town, so there was a lot of movie watching. Good. And yeah, I don't know. Be pretty uneventful here. How yeah. about you?
0: Well, um, I went ahead and got a test because of that show I played, and the entire band all got tested, and we all came back negative, so... Yay! We are all good. I went and actually got a rapid test for the first time done. Where you get I was it gonna like,
1: say, like that That was a fast turnaround. Yeah, it
0: was like 45 minutes. I got a result. I don't Holy know cow. what that's gonna cost me later. We're gonna find that down the line. <laughs> but, I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's go for the rapid test. Because they're like, which test do you want? And I was like... Oh, what options do i have the one where i don't they don't scoop out my brain whichever one's that one yeah yeah i
1: opt for minimal brain tickling please
0: <laughs> and they're like uh this one uh this one's the fast turnaround it's like 30 45 minutes like you can do that all right yeah let's go for it
1: <laughs> that's awesome
0: so well good i'm yeah. glad you
1: guys aren't infected
0: so yeah we're all we're all healthy young lads so that was a big thing for t- this week um hey and yeah that's that's about it in my world i think yeah it's been yeah it's been, work stuff been work yeah
1: <laughs> lots of dealing with people needing things from you
0: this is true i'll just i'm just gonna throw this out here without getting into too many details but you're never the first person to have a problem at your work technology wise so you don't necessarily need to report it if it seems like it's everything's down all right <laughs> someone's definitely <laughs> already reported it
1: <laughs> oh, that's really funny
0: i don't need 500 you, you emails heard, you're <laughs> first
1: folks <laughs> the it it guru over there has has spoken
0: <laughs> if you can't get into your <laughs> VPN system Text one of your work buddies if they also can't just assume it's down and just wait. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's gonna come back up. Don't worry about. It. Oh boy. All right. So uh yeah, let's get into our topic for today. What is our bright, shiny topic that's gonna make the world <laughs> so beautiful this week
1: Oh boy, so um yeah, we're just gonna jump into it. Today we're gonna discuss more about the civil unrest in this country. Like uh, Matt mentioned at the top of the show, we set out with the intention that we were going to talk about the coronavirus and living through it, what that's like, and then the world decided to kind of tailspin, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, we decided to kind of continue chronicling what we're doing, but during this, in relation to the unrest as well. So today I'm going to kind of dive back into it. I think uh, the last episode that we recorded that touched primarily on the civil unrest was the very special episode. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another special episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, essentially, just to recap, at some point in 2020, actually, the very specific point <laughs> in 2020, uh, the world the country, and somewhat the world, yeah. um, decided to, I guess, watch or recognize the simmering, sustaining, s- systemic racism. And once we recognized it, it kind of came to a flashpoint. And so everyone has been responding in whatever way that might be, whether it is Black Lives Matter or anti-Black Lives Matter or whatever Mm -hmm. that is a big part of the civil unrest in our country right now um and it started with the murder of george george floyd yeah uh since then tensions have been rising in different cities based largely around the black lives matter movement uh, which calls for all americans including the cops to care about crimes committed by the cops that result in the death of any person in this country especially black people it's, it's not a big ask, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, so, we, for context, we are recording this on Friday, September 4th. Uh, if you're from the future, I'd be fascinated to know <laughs> when this falls <laughs> in the series of events spanning from 2020 to a date unknown in the future. Um, yeah, I'd just be fascinated. Yeah. Uh, In recent weeks, Jacob Blake was shot in the back seven times by police officers while walking away from them to his car. Even if he had just committed a violent crime, which he hadn't, the Constitution grants him the right to due process. Mm -hmm. I just wrote that in there just to remind people (laughs) that you're not supposed to kill people, even if they just committed a violent crime. Correct. Like, you were not supposed to rob people of their due process if they've done something wrong in this particular case he was breaking up a fight the the cops say that he was brandishing a knife all the witnesses say they don't they found a, a knife in the car later on people have knives in their cars mm-hmm. especially in places like Wisconsin it's not a big damn deal yeah. uh, anyway tangent done <laughs> <laughs> Uh. So, Jacob Blake was murdered. Since then, there were riots in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, armed counter-protesters who called themselves a, quote-unquote, militia. They're just so special. That's why I say it like that. Special militia. they so <laughs> cute. <laughs> Appeared in Kenosha to protect property. Uh, one of these counter-protesters shot a man in the head with an assault rifle, ran away from the scene while being chased, tripped on his own, Rolled onto his back and opened fire, shooting two more people. Two of the three people shot were killed. Mm -hmm. This individual, who I will not name, uh, was instantly named a hero among Trump supporters and right-wing media. Trump refused to condemn his actions supporting the notion that he acted in self-defense. Pause for dramatic purposes. (laughs) While there have been other developments, namely in Portland, I'm going to pause there uh, because I'd like to draw attention to Letetra Widman. I may be saying her name wrong, um, but she is a sister of Jacob Blake. Mm-hmm. She made a powerful statement uh, which can be found online with a simple Google search. Yep. tis what it is for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I'm going to take a moment to focus on a couple parts of the statement, two parts of the statement. Um, so the first part of the statement, is, or the first quote is, and when you say the name Jacob Blake, make sure you say father, make sure you say cousin, make sure you say son, make sure you say uncle, but most importantly make sure you say human. Human life is Let it marinate in your mouth, in your mind, a human life just like every single one of y'all. End quote. Yeah. I'm gesturing to the sky, but you can't see it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So when I think of these words, I kind of have to step back and think because to me it's like, I try to take a step back anytime I'm reading or watching anything that makes me emotional because I'm like I try to assess why am I having this emotion? Mm-hmm. How do I feel about what's going on? It, what is the objective view of this situation versus my subjective view, etc. Yeah. Critical thinking, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that and I thought, well, why would anyone feel the need to say something like this in public? Of course he's human. Like why would that need to be said? But we all know the answer to that yeah. question. Yeah. Being born with dark skin could be considered a curse if you only consume mainstream media and listen to teachers in public schools, etc. If you're born with dark skin, you are worthless, as told by everything that we consume from birth. Yeah. Um, you're told you can't achieve beauty, grace, or innocence, and people automatically think you're dirty, stupid, etc. This isn't new. Yep. Like, we, we know these things. We don't have to say these things, and yet when we say these things, people balk. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go into a little bit of history briefly. In 1851, a quack of a Southern quote-unquote doctor uh, Dr. Cartwright published, which means it was published by other humans, mm-hmm. uh, volumes of medical information titled Diseases and Peculiarities of the Negro Race. In it were some wild and false musings justifying the idea that the white, wa- white race is the superior one or better one. There's a word for that, it's called white supremacy. Yes. <laughs> For some reason, I feel like, I don't know if Matt, you've ran into this, but I feel like this year, people are having a hard time remembering the definition of white supremacy.
2: Yes,
0: absolutely (laughs) this year. Well, many years, but this year in particular.
1: That's true. That's true. This isn't the first year. But it's like, when people say that that whites are better, that is by definition white supremacy.
0: (laughs) I'm not saying whites are better. I'm just saying... We're just genetically more enhanced. <laughs> exactly. It's not like, white oh supremacy.
1: Ah, oh, Lord. So, um, in this series of essays, uh, he wrote that there was a disease called drapedomania, or the disease causing Negroes to run away. This document does note that to avoid this disease taking hold treat your negroes with kindness feed them clothe them allow them to have families but make sure they cannot run about at night and visit their neighbors if this statement that i just said makes you feel somewhat sympathetic to this person please take a second and ask yourself why
0: yeah now Um, now that sounds like instructions on keeping care of a dog yep Not a human.
1: (laughs) Not a human. In fact,
0: most dogs are
1: treated better. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, So here's a quote. Uh, Before the Negroes run away, unless they are frightened or panic struck, they become sulky and dissatisfied. The cause of the sulkiness and dissatisfaction should be inquired into and removed. Or they are apt to run away or fall into the Negro consumption. When sulky and dissatisfied without cause, the experience of those on the line and elsewhere was, decided, was decidedly in favor of whipping them out of it as a preventative measure against absconding or other bad conduct. It was called whipping the devil out of them. End quote. So you might hear this and think, damn. Yeah. <laughs> times were fucked back then
0: now is this the yeah. guy i don't know if you're getting to it or not but is this the guy that uh forcibly uh did medical experiments on his slaves because i was I just watching know. a video I, about a guy that did that
1: i don't i couldn't say for sure um i wouldn't be surprised but i i there were more than one of these doctors that thought this yeah. way so i don't know if this particular person did um cartwright in particular i know that uh, he was desperately working with the governmental elected officials in the South to help them justify slavery to their people and to the North. Um, but I don't know what he did to his slaves in particular.
0: Yeah. Cause this guy, uh, again, I don't remember his name, but he was, th- that's where you fought, like follow the trail back to uh, black people don't feel as much pain is mm-hmm. from his studies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and yeah it's bullshit
1: yeah absolutely um yeah it's i mean all of these examples both of these examples that we're talking about they obviously didn't see black people as humans Mm -hmm. and that's not necessarily an antiquated idea uh fast forward to 2016 researchers at the university of virginia uva out there in charlottesville Uh, quizzed white residents to see what sorts of whimsical fantasies they believed about the difference between white people and black people which leads to or is related to what you were just talking about Uh, the study was published by the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences Uh, here are a few of the things that they asked about black people age more slowly than white people, black people's nerve endings are less sensitive than whites, blacks Black people's blood coagulates more quickly than white. Whites have larger brains than blacks. Whites have a better sense of hearing than blacks. Black's skin is thicker than whites. Blacks have a more sensitive sense of smell than whites. Whites have a more efficient respiratory system than blacks. Black couples are significantly more fertile than white couples. Let that one sink in for a second. Blacks are better at detecting movement than whites. Blacks have stronger immune systems than whites. So those are the things I asked. <laughs> Here are a few of the notable results. Okay. So in general, 23% of residents believe that blacks aged more slowly than whites. 39% of residen- residents believe black people's blood coagulates more quickly than whites 58% believe that black skin is thicker than whites 20% believe that blacks have a more sensitive sense of smell than whites 18% believe blacks are better at detecting detecting movement than whites these are doctors (laughs) if we look at residents only because uh, this is like all throughout the resident experience so first year, second year, third year. Mm-hmm. And so if we look at the longest amount of time, they've been a resident. 14%. Like they're about to be, have, like be practicing without guidance. 14% believe that blacks age more slowly than whites. 25%, 25% believe that black skins are, Blacks' skin is thicker than whites. 11% believe that blacks are better at detecting movement than whites. Uh, 7% believe that black couples are significantly more fertile than white couples. I I mean, it's just... uh, You can look at the study yourself. Mm -hmm. I mentioned all the information you need to be able to find it. This was in 2016. So what hope is there for a future where the public could see us black people and people of color as human if the most formally educated people in this country can barely comprehend that humanity comprehend our humanity as it relates to theirs like it the most i mean to be a doctor you think about when you think about the highest educated people in the country, you think doctors, lawyers. Yep, yep. And that's not necessarily true. Of course, there are tons of other professions where you go to school for a very long time. But these are the people that are in charge of taking care of people.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And they barely believe <laughs> <laughs> that Black people have... A human existence that's relative to theirs it's just my brain it hurts yeah. anyway so uh Latetra called for the world to see her brother as a human mm-hmm. just that it's a simple request yeah. and there has to be I mean I guess uh, rather than being horrifically negative I'm just going to say there has to be a way forward where people can look at people that don't look like them and say, "Oh, yes, that is a human. Maybe I should treat that person and their body with respect." Yeah. The second quote, um I'd like to talk about so it's it's a little broken, but Uh, Quote, so many people have reached out to me telling me that they're sorry that this happened to my family. Well, don't be sorry, because this has been happening to my family for a long time, longer than I can account for. She goes on to name, um, end quote, she goes on to name people who have been violently murdered throughout history, including Emmett Till, Philando Castile, and others. Quote, I'm not sad. I'm not sorry. I'm angry. And I'm tired. I am numb. I have been watching police murder people who look like me for years end quote so this struck me because it's relatable yeah. on a personal level yeah. but also i've been seeing a lot of things ever since the civil unrest started um i've seen a lot of people say things like i'm sorry and While I genuinely understand and accept where those friends are coming from when they extend the words of apology, I mean, that's what you look for when you're hurting, you hope that someone relates to you can understand where you're coming from, and I'm sorry is a way for us to express that, but those two words have begun to feel like weapons to me lately, and this is just my personal experience, they leave like these tiny lacerations on my body. I'm sorry over the course of this year has come to feel like the last offering available before turning away again and letting us burn in a system that works against us so well. The system works against us so well that the most educated people in this country can barely see us. Mm It works so well that we can't get angry or cry hysterically in public without inviting judgment that isn't extended to people who look naturally kinder, naturally more innocent, and naturally more sympathetic because of their skin. The tears of white women are almost as power, powerful as an AR-15. The system works so well that black women are four times more likely to die in child, childbirth. Black people and people of color have higher interest rates, lower access to wealth, education, and basic resources like clean water and food in certain parts of the country. The system works so well that even when a massive portion of the country wants change, the system rages on, raises a hand to pat us on the head for daring to think critically, and returns to normal. So the system works so well that a blatant white supremacist can operate in our government without repercussions for four plus years so i agree with lititra i'm tired and i'm numb so i want to close this uh though by something relatively positive okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh i am thankful for people who haven't turned their back on bipoc communities um I'm thankful for people who are still desperate to learn and grow no matter how uncomfortable and for those who don't bend over backwards in an attempt to justify the actions of right-wing militias and vigilantes who take glee in killing others, especially if they don't share the same views as them. I don't think change is impossible, but to be honest, I feel that most days... I struggle with that concept, so I am very thankful for the people who are out there fighting to abolish police brutality and reduce the number of people killed without due process in this country. And that's all I'll say. <laughs> How you doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's a lot. <laughs> um.
1: It is. It's a it's a whole lot. Um, but I felt like I needed to say it and we have a podcast. So absolutely,
0: I'll get that out there. And
1: you said I should. Yeah. So blame Matt if you don't like
2: it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Cause yeah, no, I just, yeah, you should have a spot to uh, speak and, you know, get your thoughts out there. And it's, <clears throat> you know, uh, it's the system. <laughs> I'm trying to even think of where I want to go from here, but, uh, yeah, it feels like the system is fighting back even harder the more that you try and push against it cuz you yeah. the cops theoretically should be on their best behavior right now, right?
2: Mm-hmm. They're under
0: the bubble and yet they still just go ahead and shoot a guy in the back seven times.
1: Yeah, they they don't have to be they don't have to be be on their best behavior because they don't have to be held accountable.
0: Yeah, and that's that's the biggest problem is accountability. Because I didn't necessarily look into Jacob Blake too much, but I guarantee, without even looking, his uh, uh, murderers are probably still on the force uh, without oh, any yeah, sort administrative of leave. yep. So hmm. that's you know that's terrible, and that's. Just accountability with police is just bare minimum that I think people are asking. Defunding the police is a big ask, but at least like, if you fire a guy, maybe, um, or if you you know shoot a guy, maybe you get arrested until we get figure out what's going on.
1: Right. Um, it's it's not, and the problem is that. As the system has been fighting back against these calls for justice, the police in some areas have not only doubled down, but they've created partnerships with Mm -hmm. right-wing, quote-unquote, militias to, quote-unquote, help them do their job. And it's like, that is beyond illegal yeah like it, we have proof of it in kenosha w- between police officer and the group yep. and it's just it there's so much going on right now that no one is able to take a breath and think about it and talk about it because while that was happening portland was happening yep. we have a group of people in this country who I mean two groups of people in this country who are sanctioned to create violent to commit violent acts against other Americans. We have the police and we have these armed right wing groups yeah. that the right wing media and the president himself are refusing to condemn and are even praising.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. It's not just not condemning. So
1: Yeah, they're i mean, they're outright praising these people and so I just I think right now I toggle between numb and like desperate yeah. that something something has to happen to change this because right now it's just ramping up every day there's more every day it's gotten worse I mean the person that uh killed the shot and killed the trump supporter in portland was killed during arrest yeah um i i just I yeah i think obviously no one is going to listen to this podcast and change their mind yeah no one's mind is going to be changed by me pouring my heart out no Not one's going to no one's maybe people who are like-minded might get something from it maybe but no one's no one's gonna wake up one day and and just be like oh yeah I should think a little bit more critically about how this impacts me and my future and my kids future like I just I don't know what the answer is but I think that I guess I'm just I'm hopeful that people will just take a minute to consider other people's experiences rather than just jumping at the gun to defend people and going, what if and, but what about? And it's like, look, I don't care how much you love guns. I don't even care that you have them. I just don't want people to be murdered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Why does that become like this personal attack on your existence? Mm-hmm. It's it's wild and horrific, and I have a very low threshold for how much I can handle with it right now. Especially not feeling well. It just makes me want to instantly punch people. <laughs> <laughs> My buffer is gone. But I just, I don't know. I I have to find hope here and there, and I do. And we have to take care of each other in our communities. We have to get through this mentally physically um and that needs to be the focus for a lot of people right now yeah and just just consider if you're if you're tempted if you're just tempted to when another black person will inevitably get shot for existing if you're tempted to say i'm sorry just think about why you're saying that is it for you or for them
0: yeah. So, yeah. Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, matt I keep nah, putting yeah, you in yeah. a terrible position. <laughs>
0: I agree. <Very> <laughs> um So, uh, I I want to talk about the NBA a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's definitely touch on that cuz I thought I think it brings up an interesting idea. So if you didn't know, uh, the, Bu- the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, if you're out of the country, Milwaukee is in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. um, they decided to sit out game five of the playoffs. And they are not a team that gets to the playoffs very often. Right. And without the consent of the players union or anything, they decided to sit out the game. And uh, that then moved on to a lot the postponing the entire game post uh postponing the entire playoffs um the wmba teams showing up uh kneeling at the beginning of the game all wearing uh t-shirts with seven bullet holes in the back and again this is all against the players union or without the consent of the players union so they're risking their jobs they're risking their careers they're risking a lot to make this stand
2: Mm mm-hmm
0: And I think that's important because uh, I think the NBA, unlike other sports, rides on the back of people of color. I think the most. I would agree with that. Um, Yeah. Specifically, black people, but it's Mm -hmm. um they saw massive racism in the NBA up until the '70s, of like not hiring many black players, not you know it was basically segregated until the 70s which is insanely late when you <laughs> really think about it it really is <laughs> um and it's yeah it's you know a mostly people of color in NBA and it's taking a big stand and possibly again hurting their careers to do it and that, that I think is a strong sign of solidarity solidarity and protest because a protest without r- Sacrificing anything isn't really anything.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And as I mean, you, I'm glad you mentioned that. Like with the NBA, um, in the NBA bubble, mm-hmm. the organization allowed them to choose from a preset list of things that they can put on their jersey. Yeah, as part of sanctioned protest and like you said sanctioned protest is performative and it might bring awareness to something but it's not really doing anything
0: yeah absolutely
1: um and of course the right wing i think it was jared kushner specifically uh was like oh it must be nice they they make so much money they can afford to not go to work one night yeah and the problem with that argument, and I think it was, I can't remember who, but it's someone late night um, had mentioned this. They, like, this is the same peop- the pr- same person that's saying, okay, well, if you're rich, you can't protest. If you're poor, you can't pro. Like, how yeah. rich do you have to be to be able to protest and you get the fucking point that it's a protest
0: yeah do you have to uh, submit your uh, 401k before you protest for it to count like do you have to be in a certain
1: (laughs) it's like is there a certain amount of money that you lose that makes it a protest like what there is the answer is no there is no definition that's going to work for the opposition to see to sanction the protest and the point that's not the point we don't care if they sanction the protest the point is change Mm -hmm. um there are some really great videos out this past week about these things i think john oliver's was pretty good yeah i'm sure trevor noah has a great one um i i can't remember what i've seen at this point but there is this really fantastic video um that choked me up, and it was, I don't know the person's role, some sort of administrative or coach leader role okay. uh, for the L.A. Clippers. Yes,
0: yeah, the coach of the L.A. Clippers. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, look up that video because it was incredibly moving, and his whole point was basically, like, there are a lot of people talking about fear, mm-hmm um and the rnc specifically was based around fear yeah and yet it's not them who fear living or yeah. just being in this country it's like what do you do
0: yeah no one fears change? white people so why are we afraid yeah i mean i i know why it's a deep seated uh so we took everything from everyone so we're worried about People taking it back, and mm-hmm. or people treating us like we've treated them.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. But, be scary if you've never <laughs> seen it before.
0: So there. Yeah. That's an absolutely amazing speech that he made, off the top of his head, too. But yeah, yeah and it's just he, and you
1: can just tell that the pain runs deep, and I guess what's been difficult for me since Jacob Blake is that. A lot of the performative stuff has even gone away. Yeah. So it's like, we don't even have the performative like protests. <laughs> now it's just people begging you to care. Yeah. And people aren't really showing up a lot but there are in other ways yeah. <laughs> that I'm hoping that I'm just not seeing right now.
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, there's a bit of the performative in the pro sports world too, because the, uh, baseball and hockey both suspended games, but was that really doing anything to just suspend a game based on another team making the uh, big statement? Or is it just being like, we're also part of this, hmm. um, so yeah, no now I can see yeah, the performative and it can be really easily co opted to just be like No, nah, yes. we're also good. Don't worry about it.
2: Man.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean it certainly brought a lot of attention to it mm-hmm. and all the credit goes to the WNBA and the NBA. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't know.
0: It's uh yeah, it's a thing. Although yeah, there's some good that comes out of it. Like uh all the NBA owners uh, are going to find ways to make all their stadiums polling places come that November. That is
1: awesome. I did hear about that. That's great.
0: So there's movement that way. And I think the Bucks made an interesting precedent that I think we should follow up on. That um, every time a cop shoots somebody, whatever team's playing for that state has to take a loss the next game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. maybe that'll get people to care rich people
2: yeah what if well i uh, think
1: it's almost like i just don't think they should play like they yeah. shouldn't play that day they should not get revenue from the city from all of these people going to the game like take the financial hit every yeah. time
0: i also just like taking a loss <laughs> huh i just uh like them taking a loss though too what if uh you know your team finally makes it to the super bowl A cop shoots somebody, and now they have to forfeit the Super Bowl. That's going to get some people behind, pissed off at the cops. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you're right. I, I could see that certainly making a difference. Damn, at this point, I'm like, whatever. Whatever we need to do, I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> we just need to do it.
0: Yeah. No, it's uh, uh. it's still baffling me to me. And maybe I just had a different upbringing and different uh, education, but that how people can see uh, anybody less than themselves so, or you know, as a lesser person. Yeah. Um, it's just it's and,
1: ingrained. I
2: yeah.
1: mean, you really have to unlearn it depending on where how you grew up and where you are. Even even black people have to unlearn it. Mm-hmm. Like there is a lot of self-hatred if you grow up in a very white area and you're told over and over and over and over Mm -hmm. that that is right you are wrong then you have to reconcile that as you grow up luckily there are tons of resources now but depending on where you are that might be difficult to access
0: yeah absolutely
1: um but yeah i just there's just so much. It's a wealth of information. I mean, it could be its own mega podcast if we just <laughs> talked about race stuff. But it's, it is pertinent to living in 2020 yeah, through absolutely. this pandemic um, and this election and this everything. Everything is colliding in 2020.
0: It is. Uh, it's the Power Man 5000. This is what it's like <laughs> when worlds collide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh god because i just <sighs> imagine just everything smashing together at one point and then whatever's left out of the rubble will be the new america
1: yeah for real <laughs> i'm just like i've been listening to civil war podcasts a lot and there are a lot of differences about that time and this time yeah and um, so i'm not going to draw parallels but it's just really interesting to watch these events unfold. It's certainly historic, whatever it is. Yeah. It's certainly historic.
0: Although I don't see a necessarily a civil war breaking out, only because it's you can't draw lines this I have time? some theories.
1: I understand <laughs> what you're saying, and I agree that there was a clear geographic yeah, difference exactly. between the two groups, but... Um, one conversation with one person changed everything about how I view about (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I will not say that on the air though because y'all don't need to be as paranoid as I am
0: (laughs) (laughs) well I think that moves us into distractions what are we distracting ourselves from from the inevitable heat death of the world
1: (laughs) Uh, so I rewatched uh, the Haunting of Hill House this week, and it is still perfect. It is. I absolutely adore that story. It's because I finished the book, okay. and then I was like, okay, now I'm gonna re rewatch it. And it's, I mean, the book has nothing to do with what <laughs> the show. <laughs> Although the the house itself is the is the through line. Like the characters aren't the same, but the house is, and it's. It's just so gorgeous, and I'm obsessed with episode six, where it looks like it's one continuous take for the whole episode, but Mm -hmm. really it's five long takes. It's so beautifully choreographed. Like, it's... uh, I'm definitely watching it again at some (laughs) point. Like I just really enjoy it. What about you? What are you distracting yourself with?
0: Um, haven't been watching as much, although I did finally finish, for good, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so I no longer have to... Subject myself to that show. Spoiler, it does not get any better at any point in time. So (laughs) Don't watch it Uh, if you you have already been been watching it.
1: You have got to learn to let things go, Matt. I cannot. (laughs) Think of how many hours you could have saved if you just said, no, wait, this show sucks, and stopped watching (laughs) it.
0: But it ties into the whole Marvel thing. I was still hoping one time they're going to do something that finally really ties it in. No.
1: And then go back and watch it if that's the case. But save your (laughs) happiness. It's so important to save your happiness. (laughs) Uh,
0: But instead of shows, I've been listening to a lot of music lately. Oh, cool. Um, Specifically uh, Lord and the Alkaline Trio.
1: Oh, wow. Which you nice.
0: don't think overlaps very much, but they definitely do. They both have really interesting lyrics and really thought provoking lyrics and a way to say like a phrase you've heard a million times but make it interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of them, which has kind of inspired me to maybe try and write stuff again, too. Good. So, hopefully, I can get around to that. I'm going to try and make time for it. Um, but I have some ideas for songs, and I hopefully can write something original for the first time in like ten years.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> so that's, that I
1: hope it works out.
0: That and then last night I took a weird deep dive into something horrible, and hopefully not to do that again. Have you ever heard of Unit 731? No. It was a secret Japanese medical facility during World War II that would. Uh, do experiments on prisoners of war
1: oh yeah i mean i i know that those things happened but i didn't know the name of like the place where it happened
0: yeah there's a, a it came out in like 2003 apparently they kept it secret until then and some really horrible stuff that happened there
1: yep so yep. Uh, pretty horrible things happen on prisons on our soil even
0: this is that also true.
1: medical testing <laughs> so (laughs) yeah not surprised
0: (laughs) so yeah i really i I weirdly ran into that last night and took a deep dive you need
1: something else to distract yourself with (laughs) you distract yourself from your distractions right
0: (laughs) uh well i think that brings us to uh, everyone's favorite part of the podcast only in a pandemic
1: a major civil unrest.
0: Mostly civil unrest. <laughs>
1: mostly civil
0: unrest. Yeah, for real.
1: Oh, boy.
0: Stories that can only happen during a pandemic and or massive civil unrest. <laughs> what do you got?
1: So, only in a pandemic, I think it's mostly pandemic side, uh, do I find movies about viruses particularly distressing? Before, like, I would watch horror movies that might have to do with some sort of pathogen and be like, oh, cool. Yay, horror movie. And I've legit passed up watching a couple because I would read the description. And it's like, and this crazy virus breaks out and blah, blah, blah. blah. And I'm like, nah.
0: Nah, nah, <laughs> I'm good.
1: I don't really want to watch that right now.
0: <laughs> well, then you made me watch It Comes at Night.
1: That was good, though. <laughs> That was really good. I really like the amount of main characters that die. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What's your only a pandemic story?
0: So, only in a pandemic will I enjoy a, probably a subpar movie just because it's something new. <laughs> That's true. Because <laughs> <laughs> I went and saw New Mutants in theaters. It's I enjoyed it, but it's probably not as good as I thought it was just because it's like, I'm in a theater and I'm watching a new movie. Oh, yeah. And it's like, no, it can't be bad because it's a new movie. There's no way it's right. bad. And I'm going to get it on Blu-ray watch and I'm going to be like, no, this is real bad.
1: Yeah. Actually, I, I, really yeah, don't I haven't think seen it's it as, yet.
0: It's not as bad as people really make it out. There's, um, It's not great. But it's, um... hold on, the cat decides she wants to now play with the mic stand. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not great, but it's a uh, good, low-tier X-Men, if that makes any sense. So out of the really low-tier X-Men, it's probably one of the better ones of those.
2: Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so
0: it's like, it's... It's, like, better than Dark Phoenix and Last Stand and Apocalypse, but it's not First Class or Days of Future Past.
1: Great. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I will see it at some point. I keep thinking about it, and then I'm like, ah, no. Eh, no.
0: (laughs) I'll I'll set your expectations a little bit. It's not a horror movie like they make it out to be, so just... Take that expectation. Great. <laughs> I'd say it's closer to Girl Interrupted with Superpowers. Awesome.
2: <laughs> I just,
1: yeah, I don't, I don't. Uh, I'm glad you went. I'm glad you had a good time at the movies. I actually also <laughs> went to the movies. I went to see Tenet. Um, oh, yeah, how's that? Uh, mm.
0: <laughs> Was it as good as Nine Int?
1: Oh, my God, get out. I will, I will no longer tolerate these dang
2: jokes.
0: Yeah, I stole that joke. Not going <laughs> to So let's wrap up this episode with our hermit level. On the Leonardo DiCaprio scale, on a one being the man in the iron mask, you're locked in a cell by yourself. You haven't seen anybody in like six months, and that was only the guy to bring you food. <laughs> <laughs> or on the other level, you are... Um, Let's go with your Romeo and Juliet <laughs> and you're just running around um, fair Verona with all your buddies <laughs> and listening to horrible 90s music and, and spouting Shakespeare awkwardly. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> oh, I think uh, I'm
1: a nine still.
2: Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just perpetually nine. I did see humans. Uh, so maybe that's an eight point five, but like I have like been ultra hermity, so when I haven't been seeing humans, like I haven't been checking my messages, I'm just like, I don't know, I feel like I'm still a nine,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair.
1: <laughs> what about you?
0: uh, probably like a seven or an eight, not gonna lie, like I went to the movie. Mm-hmm. But there's, like, one other dude in the theater, and obviously I'm not going to talk to him. No. no, what? And I did, like, the touchless getting my snack, So I, like, didn't talk at all at the entire it's theater. It's a dream, like, isn't it? I love it. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so, like, I don't even count that as a social outing. It was mostly just, like, a, a by-myself outing. So I don't... Yeah, and then, like, I, I hung out with the band, and we had our normal Wednesday, but... Not a lot, really, yeah.
1: Yeah, I hear you.
0: It happens. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's wrap it up. Where can people find you if they want to uh, see how your superpowers are developing?
1: <laughs> it's uh, at Luna underscore Minui, so L-U-N-A underscore M-I-N-U-I-T. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find our page uh, at Goth and Sloth on Twitter and Instagram as well, and Gmail. Yeah. What about you and all your all your many
0: things? All my many things. So you can get me on Twitter at wizard underscore matt on Instagram wizard cosplay. Um, my band is Leonardo Leonardo Band on SoundCloud and Facebook, and my YouTube channel is Matt the Pharaoh Wizard, where I'm taking a bit of a break. But feel free to watch some of the older videos.
2: <laughs> yeah, so <it's> all
0: good.
1: <laughs> YouTube channel is still there, even if you're not pushing out content right now
0: exactly yeah so yeah i think that'll do it for another episode all
1: right y'all please wash your hands
0: and treat people like humans oh
1: yeah that'd be nice